the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet. Get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast corner of England. Today is Monday, September the 26th, and we are here to handicap all the relevant games in MLB for Tuesday, September the 27th. And joining me tonight is Mr. Noah Bernick. Noah, what's happening? How's it going, Malcolm? Doing pretty good myself, honestly. Uh, the picks haven't been great for the MLB side, but uh, we we go through tally site, which we enter our picks and all that stuff. Haven't done well picking every game in the MLB in quite some time to get onto the top ten, the rankings, the graphics that they post every week. But second straight week against the spread for college football, I was number one last <laughs> week, and this week I was uh, sixth. So. Doing pretty well on that side of sorts. Got to figure it out here. We got a week and a half left of MLB games, and then we get into the postseason baseball, Mel. Yeah, I know. It's absolutely around the corner. Um, I kind of didn't realize how late in September it was. Um, It still (laughs) had that feel of kind of middle September. Then I'm just uh, announcing it there is September the 26th. Um, And all of a sudden, yeah, you're down to the last... And you might have been sleeping through the uh, September month because it kind of feels like you know we got most of these races actually ended. We got most of most of the playoff spots are wrapped up. We have the NL East within a game and a half. The Mets lead the Braves, and then NL Wild Card is a little bit interesting. You have the Phillies with only a game and a half lead above the Brewers, and then the AL Wild Card. Uh, it's a four-game difference, so not a lot of time to make that up for the Orioles to get into the playoff picture. But uh, yeah, it is a, it is a weird time in MLB generally, just because we've just talked about. Um, football starting up, so the NFL starts, and obviously this is a great big fanfare when that kicks off. Um, for myself, the Premier League season started um, like second week in August. Yeah, your fantasy teams in baseball can kind of drop away. You're either out of it, in which case I think a lot of people like the first week in September just kind of wrap in the fantasy baseball. If you're not in it, then you just forget about it. So I've certainly done that with yeah. two or three. Am I? You just don't set a lineup for a team that I'm. 10th of 12 in anymore for the last month. It's not worth your while. Um, and yeah, there's a, it, everything just comes at once. It's just a whole a whole lot of stuff. And you, you do need to keep your eye on the baseball, especially like you say, because um, the number of available playoff spots has been dwindling uh, by the day, really. And it's it's pretty much wildcard races, apart yeah. from the Mets and the Braves who are still going at it. I mean, and even you, that's been fairly low-key as well. It hasn't been sort of a, a all-fireworks kind of race, has it? It's just been, it's been a grind as well for both of those teams. Yeah, for 100%. And, uh, th- I mean, you had you had this whole drama like last week or a week and a half ago with the Mets. They were just on a little bit of a losing streak. That was like the most news about it. Honestly, I feel like this has been most under-the-radar September we've had in like three or four years. And I feel like... We might be getting a little bit of like, um, 
I don't, I don't know. It might reflect that with the books, with some of the lines here, because I, I saw the Sunday Night Baseball lines and just didn't seem as tight as they have been in the past with that Braves, or not the Braves, the Yankees-Boston Red Sox game. Just didn't seem tight and sharp. Well, so you're, you're saying there might be some kind of more opportunities um, with the books because yeah, they're what, just gonna, like, sort of taking their eye off the ball a little bit. Yeah, they got all these uh, college football games and NFL games they got to pay attention to on the weekend, I thought. Uh, the weekend yeah. games were kind of uh, lacking a little bit of uh, just, I don't know, the <laughs> the normal, uh, just how tight it's been all summer for us. But you mentioned the fantasy side of things. How did that go this weekend? Well, it didn't at all, really. Um it was an absolute non-event. Nick absolutely thrashed me. Um, my team just picked the worst time. The bats didn't turn up. My bats had been my strength pretty much all season. I was winning most of the batting categories. And then I, all I had to do every week was win maybe one of the pitching categories. So if I could steal strikeouts or saves or something, I was okay. Then all of a sudden this week, I did absolutely... I think I hit maybe one home run all week. Um I mean, like some of my work, I would have been hitting 13. I had weeks where I hit 16 home runs. I had absolutely nothing. And I mean, absolutely. If I read up the, uh, the right, so runs 40, beat me 41 to 30. So that's not particularly close. But yeah, we, home runs 13 to four. <laughs> Ribbies 52 to 23. Uh, and steals five to one. So he's beaten me by 400% in every category. And then his batting average, 297 to 215. Um, I couldn't couldn't live with that. <laughs> couldn't live with it, even a little bit. Um, and, and it was like that from sort of Wednesday. Um, he had Peter Alonso, five. Um, Peter Alonso hit 13 ribbies uh, last week. Uh, Randy Rosarena had that five ribby night. Um so they're between them, they fit more ribbies than my entire side have done all week. Um, so, yeah, uh, congratulations to Nick. Um, I sent him a little message. But yeah, there's nothing you can do, really. It's one of those things. Um, I, I, um, I played all those starting pitches last night, um, like we knew I was going to get for the two starts. Yeah. Um, and they, they actually, most of them went, went okay. It was Kyle Gibson killed me um, on the week. I think he won both of his games remarkably gave up like I'm just taking my socks off sorry you know, if you're wondering why my legs are dangling in front of your face I've got a bit warm um, just only on anyway. YouTube only on YouTube yeah and look at them oh, didn't man. expect that did you <laughs> a that's a, like a gambling it looks like a oh, orthopedic surgical stockings that's the jammer um, what are we talking about um, uh, well, we just oh, finished Kyle talking Gibson. about your fantasy team yeah yeah, Kyle Gibson, I think, uh, gave up about 200 runs in his two starts. But then I think they won both games. He had that mad start against Ross Stripling, where they came back from like 6-1 down in one. And then he pretty much did the same last night as well. So, uh, yeah. yeah, long story short, not An even close. Another thing that, I mean, we could talk about is your Guardians clinched it up in the NL Central or the AL Central. Yes. And they did it because my Tigers sweep the White Sox. I mean, it was yeah, kind of cool. I know. It was kind of cool at the end seeing, I mean, just the how how much the young guys have contributed to that Guardians yeah. team right now. Stephen Kwan, Josh Naylor, Tristan McKenzie. I mean, I, I did a little bit of research because I got to know this Guardians team a little bit better than I did 
throughout the season. I just seemed to be on the wrong side of a lot of their games, I felt like, and you were all over them. This Guardians team yeah. had 16 guys make an MLB debut for them, and they've so far, like, during the stretch, they've won 18 of the last 21 games. Factually, this is the youngest club in the MLB, and they're in the postseason. Malcolm, you had a better read on this Cleveland team for most of the year, so this was your squad, and congrats. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think at the start of the season, I think I would have... Don't know off the top of my head, but I guess I think I took the under because I just remember we kind of panned them a little bit, which everybody did. Um, there was I know Cleveland Guardians uh, Twitter admin they released a little video with all the clips of um, all the receipts from people fading them um, from various news agencies and uh, and well-respected sources, public figures, stuff like that. Everyone who'd faded the Guardians that clipped them all together, uh, which was a bit challenging. And I think we kind of jumped on the bandwagon. But once they got going, you only really had to watch them to realise that nothing nothing was happening by accident there. I, th- I, mean, um, I think maybe you, t- you get teams who go on a run sometimes and they are overperforming. But I've got the feeling Cleveland were all overperforming. They always seemed in control of what they were doing. Um, Stephen Kwan was the great story over what, the first two weeks of the season, where he had, I don't know what the stats were, but he had a mad run where he didn't have a swing and miss for about three weeks. Um, and everyone was expecting him to fall off a cliff, and he didn't. And then there's names in there that you still don't really know. I mean, like Owen Miller, I think, is in there, isn't he? But He's been batting clean up a couple of yeah, times. He's been um, four or five hitter first baseman for him. He and Josh Naylor over there have nailed down that first base spot. Hello? Ooh, I've lost you, Noah. Hello, Hello? you're back. Oh, you, you, yeah. Your face is frozen, but your voice is... I lost you in the middle there of Josh Naylor. Oh, um, I said Josh Naylor and Owen Miller have been nailing down the middle of the order here. Uh, Miller, utility guy all over the infield. Naylor at first base. They switch in over there on the on the first base side. But, I mean, uh, yeah, those two guys, power bats in the middle of the order for the Guardians. Go ahead, finish. What yeah, play, play with a lot of intensity as well. And, obviously, the bullpen's been great, classy. Karinchak uh, finished the season strong as well. He was a big name last season that everyone was expecting to pick up. 35 saves actually he sort of set uh, the setup man now but he's done really well so yeah I've, I've really enjoyed watching Cleveland I actually picked up a little 33 to 1 ticket on them uh, last week I think um, to win it for all. the for the World Series yeah yeah uh, not much pizza bet like so I've, I'm sitting with Seattle and Cleveland at 33 okay. to 1 so hopefully someone will give me a little run um and yeah there might be a little bit of excitement there so last last uh, tomorrow we, yeah last, go on, last thing before we jump into the games pools hit 700 you yes. gotta mention it so congrats yep. to pools and i mean honest that that's that's the last guy that's gonna do that for a long time nobody's nobody's really close to doing that in the mlb right now yeah he did it in style as well it was good to watch again we've talked about all these kind of things with my lack of Deep history on the sport. I don't really come onto my radar as much. Uh, but once I looked um, at, at some of the footage a little bit more, you couldn't help but be amazed by yeah. Actually, a couple of my friends messaged me the other night because the Yankees-Red Sox game was on BBC. Um, and we they, the BBC never carry um, any baseball at all. And a couple of people who knew that I was interested said they'd found that the Yankees-Red Sox game was on. Um, was on one of the BBC channels. So hopefully, if that's a thing to come, if the BBC have picked up the rights to broadcast a few games, that might spread the word a little bit. I think that maybe they were hoping to see Judge. Yeah. 
his his next home run, uh, but that didn't happen. He got stranded on deck last night in the rain as well. I think. Okay, right then. Let's crack on with tomorrow's games. We've picked eight games uh, for the Tuesday slate, all for teams with playoff implications. We'll have a look in the bottom draw as well, just in case there's something there. Uh, but we will start tomorrow with a six ten. Eastern first pitch between the Tampa Bay Rays and the Cleveland Guardians. Corey Kluber gets a start for Tampa. And Shane Bieber goes for my Cleveland Guardians. Um, the lines are... I will just wait for my tally side page to load up. Come on. <laughs> you can tell we've been talking a long time when my pages have timed it. Um, here we go. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays, plus 123. Cleveland minus 145. Total here is set at seven. Corey Kluber for Tampa Bay, 10 and nine on the year. 430 ERA, 155 innings, 130 strikeouts. Shane Beaver, 12 and eight with a 281 ERA, 189 innings, 189 strikeouts. Um, Kluber has got a 478 ERA in his last five starts. Um with the two of the last three were absolutely horrible. He had that game against the Yankees, the game I watched when I was in Vegas, where he couldn't get out the first inning. And then he got lit up by Texas. But he actually bounced back last time against Houston. Um, only gave up one earned run over seven innings pitched. So hard really to know what you can expect from Kluber uh, tomorrow. Um, Keith Satir is his road ERA on the season, which is 5-0-5. And he has one game started against the Guardians this season where he gave up four earned runs on eight hits in six innings pitch. So Cleveland did get to him. Um, Tampa, um, they, there's no real urgency for what Tampa are doing as well. They look fairly um, safe in that wild card race at the moment. I'm just dragging up the standings here. Um, Tampa Bay, are they've got a four, four and a half game lead over Baltimore. Um, so unless something goes terribly wrong, their need isn't as urgent. Um, so, yeah, Cleveland, Shane Bieber, um, absolutely flying, four and one in his last five with a 195 ERA. Has, he's got a 36 to three strikeout to walk record as well uh, over that little stretch. 309 home ERA on the season, one game against Tampa Bay where he pitched seven innings, gave up one earned run. Struck out eight. Um, there's a little narrative here for me as well, which is Cleveland coming home um, for the first time since clinching. They have a day off today, Monday, uh, in the back home. So a little bit of a party atmosphere here. You could possibly dress it up as a as a letdown spot, but we, we've we talked about this with this Cleveland team. And I don't think they're the sort of team we were going to... Um, have a day off because they've partied hard. If anything, they're, they're going to have their day off today because they've partied hard. And the, the place will be buzzing tomorrow as well, uh, the Cleveland supporters. Um, I love the angle. I love the matchup. And the price on Bieber is just about a working man's price as well. Uh, so I will take the Cleveland Guardians here. I'm just going to keep rolling with my boats at minus 145, Noah. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you here. They're, oh, I already mentioned it, 18 18 wins to only three losses in their last 21 games. They're on a seven-game win streak. Kluber on the road is a little scary. For me personally, I had that preseason over, and I also sprinkled a little bit on them to win the AL East on the Rays. So 
I, I need some raise wins. You got to find them somewhere, but it's not going to come here. I like what you said about, you know, there is going to be a lot of people at the park to celebrate a division win um, for the Guardians here. And it all just comes back to we're, we're fading Kluber on the road with Shane Bieber, who has been the ace of the Guardians, and he's going to be out there. He he means business. Maybe the rest of the guys, the young guys especially, might not uh, you know, have experienced this kind of rejuvenation before, but Bieber, he's just going out there for another start, and this raised lineup's not going to do anything about it. Uh, completely agree. Next up, 7.05 Eastern. First pitch is the Atlanta Braves and the Washington Nationals. Now, Atlanta here are TBD pitcher. Uh, I know you've got some thoughts on that. Um, so we'll get those in a moment. Paolo Espino is going to go for the Washington Nationals. No lines on this due to this lack of pitching. Um, so you told me, you no, know, it's something to do with Spencer Strider. And who do you think might be taking the, taking the start for Atlanta? Yeah, so they've announced that Strider is going to be on the IL for the rest of the, the rest of the regular season, which is uh, a little nerve wracking. He's got a little bit of an oblique issue. Um, the good thing for the Braves is they they have a couple of guys in their farm that they're ready they're ready to come up to the MLB here. Um, for Atlanta, in part. Uh, the the whole Strider thing seems a little bit distracting. Uh, starting for the Nationals is Paulo Espino, who's 0 and 7 on the year with a 4.17 ERA, 87 strikeouts, 22 walks, and 108 innings pitch. I'm not backing Espino here. Um, Malcolm, there yes. are I, I went to the MLB.com page. There are three guys that are expected to uh, make their you know, they, they kind of do like a little timetable for guys in the minor leagues. They yeah. have three pitchers that they could easily bring up here to start. Do you think that we could get a minor league farm guy, a nice rookie that we can tail here? Like we always like to find Kyle Muller, left-handed pitcher in triple A yeah. right now, Jared Schuster, left-handed pitcher in triple A right now. And we also have, um, Freddie Tarnick, who's a right-handed guy in the ML or in the uh, AAA right now. So there's three guys that we've named and easily. I like all three of them against Espino. So that's my handicap on that game. We'll just have to see what the Rays or what the Braves do, because they could go with a bullpen game here and not have to worry about it either. Cause they have a top five bullpen in the MLP as well. Um, I think Kyle Muller is going to be the one, you know, I've just dragged up a uh, roster resource on, on fan graphs, just to have a look at those names that you've, uh, that you've shouted out there, Nolan. And they've got Kyle Muller going as a projected starter. Now, Kyle Muller um, had some run last season, I think. I can't quite remember. Um, he definitely got uh, at least a cup of coffee uh, in the big leagues, did Kyle Muller. Let's see if I can pull his stats up here. Yeah, um, I'm doing that too. He started two games so far um, in the majors this season. Uh, and let's have a look. 2021. Um Started eight games. Um, yeah, got nine appearances last year um, with the big team and his two so far this season. Won one, lost one. Um, ERA of, ooh, 10.57. So he must have got um, <laughs> he must have got lit up somewhere down the line in those two starts. But yeah, Kyle Muller's a, a name that you know. And uh, why would you pick, you'd back anyone against Paulo Espino, wouldn't you? 
Yeah, um, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I would go in with Moeller. He's talented. And MLB.com has him as their number one prospect in this Braves organization. So he had two road starts. This is going to be his first home start of the year, if it is Moeller. He was on the road against Texas, gave up seven earned and 3.2, but then backed it up at Miami uh, with a five-inning start, only giving up two runs. Both of them came on a home run. So, um that first start against Texas, a little bit of nerves. He had six walks in 3.2 innings. The, the second game against Miami, only one walk. So look for him to, you know, come in and hopefully have that settled in. And being at home is definitely going to help him as well. Yeah, he um, last year in those nine games that he, he played, he had a 4.17 ERA at the major league level. Um Strikeout batters, he was over um, nine strikeouts per nine, but he was also nearer five walks per nine. So you've just said walks are going to be the issue if he can uh, yeah. calm his nerves a bit. Atlanta might be a backable price for the presence of Muller, but uh, I, probably not because Espino is going to make they're still going to be minus one fifty or something. I have some trends here too. Is uh, Atlanta? They're seven and three in their last ten, and eleven and two versus Washington in the last thirteen games, but they're only seven and six from that. Uh, 13-game stretch on the run line. So it, it might be just a stay away, but I definitely, if you're looking for a money line play, it's going to be Atlanta here with Muller on the mound. Yeah, not too much to add to that one. These are the kind of pitches you're looking forward to seeing in September. There has to be as much yep. of it this year, actually. Me and Moonaf seemed to get stuck into loads of these rookie pitches last year. Well, uh, I think so that the races were kind of tight then. early in September. We might be getting quite a few of these here later. Yeah, you may. It's kind of nine days left or something. You might get a couple of good. Um, the odds that we do give you, we're going to uh, find at WinBet um, the perfect time to join WinBet is now. New customers who bet $100 will get 100 bucks free bet. The WinBet Casino is open 24 hours a day as well. Uh, WinBet is live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. Uh, loads to choose from. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know is a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Achtung! Uh, that's all the German I know. I was just watching England v Germany on the telly before. Um, it finished three all. It was quite exciting. Um, but if you want to know more German, uh, the place to do it is at Babbel. Uh, Babbel is a uh, language learning app, amongst other things. Um, loads of different little lessons you can learn a new language in as little as three weeks. Um, you've got little ten minute lessons in there. Loads of different teaching methods, uh, videos, games, stories, podcasts, live classes. Um, so loads of different ways that you can you can learn a new language if you want to. If you're going on holiday or you want to make some new friends, arms across the sea, all that different stuff. 14 different languages, including Spanish, French. My French is exemplary, Noah, let me tell you. Italian and German. I don't know about, can you speak Polish, Noah? You should be able to. I don't know how to speak Polish. I am of Polish heritage, but I actually took three years of German in high school. So, Okay. So you know Most more than my, my one <laughs> word of Achtung. Um, so, yeah, start your language learning today with Babbel. Get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash SGP. That's babbel.com slash SGP for up to 50% off 
Next is a 7.07 Eastern first pitch between the New York Yankees and the Toronto Blue Jays. Jameson Tyone for the New York Yankees. Toronto officially TBD. But me and Noah think that it's Jose Barrios. And I think the books agree because we do have lines on this one as well. Um, the Yankees are plus 102. The Blue Jays are minus 120. Totally ever set at eight. That can't be right. They can't be minus 120 with Barrios on the mound, does it? Do you think that was right? Uh, I can try to pull up a competitor here. Um, Who's taking Jose Barrios minus 120 <laughs> against uh, anybody? Yeah, I'm pulling up a different book. Let's let's find out. Um, yeah, I, I, I have 110 each way on a different book, but... Fucking hell, right? Okay, let's go to the bank. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that one, that one just seems sketch. I'm gonna pull, pull up the public percentage on this one. <laughs> I'm gonna go and bet all the kids' shoes on the Toronto uh, on the New York Yankees. That's what I'm gonna do. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, Jose Barrios is still uh, there on Fantasy Pros as well. So yeah, he's um, going. I mean, okay, right. Well, so, tell us why Jose Barrios knew it. Is it? Uh, Minus one twenty favorite. I mean, uh, there is a lot of people on the Yankees here. It's ninety three percent on the Yankees here, seventy uh, percent of the money. But I, I think it's I think it's the right play. And New New York has a seven game win streak, and six of their last seven have hit the over. Toronto's three and nine in their last twelve games against the Yankees. Jameson Tyone thirteen and five with three ninety ERA, one hundred forty strikeouts, thirty walks, and one hundred sixty four innings pitched on the road. He has a four fifty two ERA. And he has a 3.62 ERA in his last four games. Toronto starting Jose Barrios, we believe. He's 11 and 6, 5.27 ERA, 137 strikeouts, 40 walks, and 160.2 innings. He got blown up for six runs in his last start against the Rays, and he has a 5.06 ERA versus the Yankees in three games this season. It's just, it's so hard to get behind Barrios in the spot comfortably. So my pick on the game is the Yankees, but, I mean, like we've said, it, it kind of smells. Um, so it does smell. For, for me personally, this is not a game that I want to get behind. But, uh, Malcolm, how about you? Well, I'm just looking at Tyone's numbers, really, in an attempt to figure out um, why Barrios could be favorite. And actually, Tyone's numbers aren't great. He's got a scoreless start last time. Six scoreless against the Red Sox. And before that, he's given up 4-3-2 and then a two in two innings at the Angels. So um, he's been good for a couple of runs. I mean, the over eight might be the way to go here um, if we're expecting both of these to give up two or three each, maybe. But anyway, yeah, regardless, I'm, um, I just just the insta-fade of Brios for me. Um, and I'll happily take the New York Yankees a plus one or two. Um, Regardless of who was if if who was going, so yeah, uh, give me the Yanks here in that spot. Next up is a where are we going? We go to a seven forty Eastern first pitch between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Chicago Cubs. Uh, Zach Wheeler for the Philadelphia Phillies and Marcus Stroman draws the start for the Cubbies. Lines are. I've only got money lines here. No total. Obviously, the usual wind in uh, in Chicago. Philly, minus 165. The Cubs here are at plus 140. Uh, back to you, Noah. 
Philly, they're three and seven in their last ten games. Cubs, they're five and one in their last six. Good news for the playoff hopeful Phils is that this Chicago team is terrible at Wrigley. Um, they have just a un, under five hundred record by about twelve games. It's uh, pretty bad for the Cubs there. Zach Wheeler starting for the Phillies, eleven and seven on the year, two ninety eight ERA, one hundred fifty one strikeouts, thirty three walks, one hundred forty two point. One innings pitched. He has a 320 ERA in his last seven starts. He's going very good. And you got the complete opposite with Marcus Stroman, who's four and seven with a 380 ERA, 106 strikeouts, 33 walks, and 152.2 innings pitched at home. His ERA is 643. Uh, Stroman is one of our favorites to tail and fade based off of his home and road splits. And I think we have to do that here again with a hungry Phillies lineup that needs this game to keep their one and a half game lead over the Brewers in the NL wildcard race. Uh, 100% you picked out the the salient points from my handicap there. No, the two of which were Stroman at home. I am not interested in at all. And the fact that the Phillies are hungry and do want to pick this up, they've got a they've got a game and a half lead over the Brewers. Um, the Brewers have got a tricky series today. Play St. Louis, I think. Yeah, the, uh, the Brewers are talking to St. Louis, which is going to be tricky. So this is a the the door is a jar here for Philadelphia if they want to go through it. So yeah, Philly on the run line for me. Um, they're going to be minus one sixty five is the money line total. So uh, you'll get yeah plus money. Uh, about Philadelphia on the uh, run line. 7.40 Eastern first pitch. Oh, wow, I forgot the Mets, haven't I? Whee! Uh, no <laughs> wonder. I thought you'd had back-to-back shots then. Uh, 7 to 10 Eastern first pitch. The Miami Marlins at the New York Mets. Pablo Lopez for the Marlins. And Carlos Carrasco, the Venezuelan, gets the ball for New York. The lines are... The Mets are prohibitive favourites, minus 217. The Marlins are plus 183. And the total here is set at seven. Pablo Lopez, nine and ten. Record, 388 ERA, 167 innings, 162 Ks. Carlos Carrasco, 15 and six with a 379 ERA, 145 innings. Pitched 147 strikeouts. Uh, Pablo Lopez is going okay, apart from one shocker. Uh, but that was against the New York Mets on the 10th of September. Um, he's been great on the road, 315 ERA on the year. However, again, this is the key the key figures for me. Four games he started against the New York Mets. Um, 34 hits, 21 earned runs in 16 and two-third innings um, in that stretch. He's given up over uh, two hits, two hits per inning. Uh, and then over the ERA would be well over nine, I think. Uh, 21 earned in 16 and two-thirds. Uh, Carlo Carrasco has just been weird lately. Really, really inconsistent. There's no patterns at all. Uh, you couldn't fetch a pattern out um, the, other than he's been consistently inconsistent. Um, I think his key stat here is he is 3-0 and in four games started against Miami. 25 and two-thirds pitched and only six earned runs. Um, so comparing those two lines head-to-head this season, uh, you've only got one course of action here. You've got to come down on the Mets. Uh, the minus 217 is too short. Uh, but on the run line, you get the plus price here. And we know that Miami don't score many. The uh, Mets bats have, although been slightly inconsistent in Oakland this week, have put up double figures a couple of times, I think. So give me the Mets on the money line, Noah. 
There's two courses of action. We're going with the over here on this one. Yeah. The over with Carrasco. uh, You know, he's been kind of shaky lately. And Lopez has gotten blown up multiple times against the Mets here. Seven is just too low. I I love your handicap. I'm using your handicap. Yeah. Retweeting it. Quote tweeting it. Over time. (laughs) Okay. Um, no house advantage or a new sponsor here. Uh, changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. You can play pick'em contests against other people. You can have a shot at winning $250,000 or more in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, take your shot at winning big money. All the sports are there, NBA, MLB, NFL, PGA, MMA, NASCAR, etc. Uh, the promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com will get you the deposit matchup to $25 or download the app. That is nohouseadvantage.com and the promo code is SGPN promo guy. US best place to go for your plus EV betting strategies. Uh, the VIP Discord group uh, is full of good stuff in there as well. They'll tell you what team is likely to win, but also where you get the best odds. Uh, and where you can find the best promotions as well. Uh, go to promoguy.us to check out their 100% track, transparent, and proven method for betting smarter. Promoguy.us. And finally, in this little tranche, a uh, little bit of French there, hark to babble, go across and download that. Uh, odds Trader, um, place to compare odds from all major sports books. Uh, they will compare different sign-up codes and promos from sports books so you get the best deal. And then once you're up and running, you get things like um, handicapping, play-by-play updates, live scores, player stats, key game stats, game day, weather, everything you need to make an informed decision. You'll find all of that at oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Next game on the card is uh, 7.40 Eastern. First pitch, the St. Louis Cardinals at the Milwaukee Brewers. Mile Michaelis is on the hill for the cards and Adrian Hauser gets the start for the Brewers. Lines are, let me see. Should you call him Nile or Mile? <laughs> Miles. Miles. <laughs> That's his name, isn't it? Miles. Yeah, it sounded like you called him Nile. <laughs> Not like Nile Crane. No, he's called yeah. Niles as well. Uh, no, I think I called him Miles. I might not. I don't even know. I generally don't know what I'm doing on here. Um, the cards are minus 104. The Brewers are minus 113, so close on the books. Total is set to eight. Uh, Noah, how did you separate these teams? Starting off with trends here, <clears throat> I mean, it's it's honestly like the biggest game of the day. It's just not uh, as enticing of a pitching map, matchup to put it on our ticker. St. Louis and Milwaukee in the NL Central. St. Louis is 2-5 and five in the last seven games. Milwaukee 4-1 and one in their last five. And the Cardinals are 8-4 and four in their last 12 games against Milwaukee. Now, that 2-5, and five, they just came off of the series against the Dodgers. So give them a little bit of a break. The Cardinals are starting Miles Michaelis. 11 and 13, 335 ERA, 144 strikeouts, 38 walks, and 193.1 innings pitched. This season, he has a 292 ERA in his last four games. And the Brewers are handing the ball off to Hauser to start this game. He's bumping with a 6 9, six and nine record, uh, 462 ERA, 66 strikeouts, 43 walks, and 99.1 innings pitched. He has a 306 ERA in his last five starts. I like the under here. The Cardinals may be slowing down a tad, or was it the L.A. Dodger effect? And also the Brewers, they're an under team. 
So that's where I'm going to fall here with the under in, uh, what, what do they call it? Family Fair Park? It's not Miller Park anymore. That's so stupid. I don't know. I like um, I like the fella that goes down the slide. And the where was the sausage race? Is that, where do they yeah, have the sausage race? Yeah. Yeah. The, um, I think the Mets. It's American Mets Family in, Field. I the like Mets. Miller Park better. Commentator, the play-by-play guy, yeah, Steve Gelbs, is he? He <laughs> yeah, dressed. Was he awful. was the Polish sausage, actually. Uh, you should have cheered him. Oh, it's not what I was talking about. I thought I thought you were going to talk about the one of the one of the. Um, I think it was either Cardinals or Dodgers sent one of their media members down that slide, and he broke his star. Oh no! Yeah, well, this broke. He went Gelbs went down the wall. <laughs> he went down the slide, and then they made him to make up for it. Um, they then made him enter the sausage race, and he won as well. Uh, he oh, did really. Nice. He, he got on the inside, nipped up the inside of the hot dog around the last turn. Uh, I, got up on the line to win. It was nice. I still think of like last year, John Boy. Uh, they were doing the sausage race. I don't know if you saw that, but uh, no. John Boy, uh, the the head of the company, pulled a hamstring during it, so oh. you just saw a sausage face plant. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> Man down. Does the freeze still run? Where was that? Where did that used to uh, go? That's at Atlanta. That's at, uh, yeah. There's yeah, there. I like that. I only get those stupid things in the middle of the, uh, where they have the commercial breaks on MLB TV. Yeah. Uh, we don't get commercials, so we get all the silly little highlights. And I must have watched that freeze one about 8,000 times. And um, they've changed that now, and they're no less annoying. I don't know how they've managed to make them just the same amount of annoying. It's like the, the background music is so frustrating. Like it's a difficult watch. Um, yeah, this was tricky. The, you're right. The cards bats did slow down last week um, in at, um, at the Dodgers. That was one of the big issues between my bats not coming to life and that fantasy final. Unfortunately, yeah, was that I had two or three cards. Oh so, yeah. It was just a bad spot. Like, um, I mean, I, in, in my head, I was kind of out on Hauser when I began to handicap this, but actually, he's been really good recently. Yes. And the, the Yankees got to him for a few. Uh, but apart from that, he hasn't given up more than more than one run. Um, although you've got a Pittsburgh and a Cincinnati and a Colorado in there. Um, this is the only game on the card where both teams still have something left to play for. We've got a lot of um, games where there's one team have and the other team don't. This is tricky. I prefer the cards here. I like Michaelis. Um, I've been out on the Brewers offense, you know this, um, for a while. And it hasn't really done me any harm. I feel like I've done okay uh, taking them on. So close on the books, but St. Louis here, uh, slight underdog price as well. Uh, minus 104. I'm going to take the cards uh, to get back on track tomorrow. Next up is, um, it's the penultimate game, Noah, is what it is. It's a 940 Eastern yes. first pitch. I've got a new pen today. I've got a nice orange one. Where is it? There we go. <laughs> the LA Dodgers at the San Diego Padres. Probably the pitching matchup um, of the day. Tyler Anderson gets the start for the LA Dodgers. And the left handed pitcher, Blake Snell. What does that say? It says Carlos Pizza. Free advertisement oh, okay. for my uncle's pizzeria in Michigan. Carlos Pizza on the pen. So, uh, Blake Snell, who. Is a big fan of Carlos Pizza. Uh, never misses, never misses a Friday night down there. Does Blake now? Um, he will get the start for the San Diego Padres. The lines are: Bosch San Diego plus one o eight, 
The Elliott Dodgers are minus 127 on the road. Total set at seven and a half. Anderson, 15 and four record. 252 ERA, 167 and two thirds pitched with 125 strikeouts. Blake Snell is eight and nine, has a 362 ERA, 117 innings, 159 strikeouts. That's a lot. Um, Anderson is absolutely rolling. Um, his last two have gone scoreless, 13 innings pitched um, in those last two games. 286 row DRA on this season. Three games against San Diego this season, 18 innings pitched with a 1.5 ERA, and he's picked up two wins from those three starts. Um, Snell's having an excellent second half. Um, however, I think the Dodgers have had his number so far this season. Two games started against them. Nine innings pitched, 11 hits and seven walks Snell's given up um, in those two games. Six earned runs as well, including a start where he gave up five earned runs against the Dodgers back on September the 10th, so relatively recently. Um, I came into this game kind of wanting to pick San Diego because I know Snell's been going better and I know that the Padres still have stuff to play for and the Dodgers don't. But then every mark in every box I put down Led me towards the Dodgers. Um, the Dodgers have got a twelve and four uh, record on the season over the Padres as well. So yeah, I wanted to take the Padres. My instinct was, um, but I'm not going to. Um, all the all the weight of evidence told me that it was the LA Dodgers. So minus one twenty seven is a good price. Not very often you get the Dodgers at that decent a price as well. So yeah, give me the Dodgers. So I. I feel like I was the same way with you. I, I came into this game wanting to take San Diego. And hearing your handicap, it then gets you to want to take the Dodgers. The only reason why I'm going to stick with San Diego is because of Snell. I mean, he has been very good lately. The one bad start he's had in like his last seven, eight. No, it, it is more than. I mean, he had two bad starts in his last seven, but if you want to look at the whole second half, he's been amazing. He's only had two, two bad starts in his last 15 starts. It was at home against the Dodgers. He went four innings and gave up seven hits and five runs. Like you mentioned on the road though, July 1st against the Dodgers, five innings, four hits, only one earned run. And that was on a bomb. He had 12 strikeouts. I think we get that same Snell here at Dodger stadium. Give me the, I mean, I say it every time this price is low. It just screams to me that the other team's going to have a really good chance to beat the Dodgers. That's what my head tells me. And I'm going to take the Padres as, as a dog here. Okay. The last game here on the show. Fortunately, this is a TBD pitch as well. And um, I think between us, we have absolutely no clue who might go for the Texas Rangers nope. as they take on the Seattle Mariners and the left-handed pitcher, Robbie Ray. Uh, for Seattle. Uh, no lines, because um, absolutely no idea. So I've got nothing on this apart from um, I saw, now you can tell me about this, the national anthem standoff between Robbie <laughs> Ray and the other fella. Now, I've never seen that before. Is that a tradition? Is that something that, that's happened in the past? Is that a thing? Yeah, that's a, that's a big thing. I mean, it, it's not just... Right, start at the start, walk me through it. Because I watched it about 10... I laughed at it about 10 times. I just still really didn't have a fucking clue what was going on. <laughs> I so wish... Before, I, go on, you tell me about it. I wish I was prepared 
uh, for this because I the the Mariners pitcher slips my mind, but he was a bullpen guy and he got tossed. He got ejected from the. I thought did they both not get ejected? Yes, they both got ejected. But yeah. Ray's not starting. The bull, you could use the bullpen guy later. All oh, right, so he was in the game. So, I must admit, I didn't recognize the um, the other bloke. Um, I, he wasn't. I, he wasn't I, the face that familiar. Yeah, but there's there's a few guys in the MLB that like to do this, and I think Trevor Story is another one off the top of my oh, head. Yes. But there's a there's a few guys that like to stay on the field until like everybody else is done. Um, it's either a joke <laughs> or it's either a joke or they they like they like the well, I mean they like the attention because I mean yeah you're standing there at the end of the at the end of the thing, um, or it's like a, a tribute to what uh, whatever they want to have the national anthem meaning for but i mean every once in a while you get one of these standoffs and it's hilarious how they try to break it up like they'll go to like rock paper scissors or something like that <laughs> oh, and really? then, yeah and then they'll get teammates out of the dugout and they'll towel them off because they're sweating and working hard and whatnot <laughs> but, i mean this this standoff was great because they were ready to start the game and the two guys wouldn't move. The umpire had no idea what to do. So he just tossed them out of the game. The, uh, what's his face went down in the dugout and Robbie Ray still stood there. So then they all celebrated. It was hilarious. The, yeah. The guy, I really did guy, enjoy that. The other guy besides Ray didn't know he was ejected from the game. That's how uh, funny it was. It was, it was uh, really good. I'm going to keep the eyes, but that's exactly the sort of stupid shit I enjoy. Like uh, as, I very much enjoy that. As you read this ad, I'll look up the guy's name because he he needs the recognition. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he was a big part of the story. Yes. Uh, we can't just have him as random bullpen guy. Um, yeah. So this game, no odds. I mean, Robbie Ray. Luke he's been, wild, been widely inconsistent. He's got a 279 euro in his last five, but three of them went scoreless, and the other two went for five and four earned runs. So. I mean, what are you going to get tomorrow? Um, I did like them tomorrow for a few reasons. 273 home ERA for Robbie Ray. Um, and the Mariners are 12-4 and four on the season against the Rangers. So depending on who Texas trot out, uh, Ray might not be a backable price, but he might be able to get him on the run line. But apart from that, I have no further information. Uh, we will throw back to our national anthem correspondent. Did you find his name? Yeah, it was Luke Weaver. And I, I want to also plug in, just like we did with the Braves, the Rangers also have some intriguing arms in their, in their farm um, with the, I mean, Jack Leiter. AJ I don't know. I, he's been in the bullpen, though. He hasn't been a ah, starter. Okay. Um, Jack Leiter's down there in, tri- in double A. I don't yeah. know if you get him a start just to get him, I mean, warm. And, you know, that would be amazing uh, for, for just – getting attention onto your game. The fans would love to see him, but also yeah. you have Owen White there also in double A. All these guys are in double A. It's not uncommon to see a guy go from double A just for a September call up into the majors to throw one or two games. Um, but yeah, it's, I would love to see lighter or Owen White come up here and uh, jump in, jump into the mix because I think both of them are ready. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Um, Okay, we've got locks and dogs to come uh, momentarily. I'm going to tell you briefly about the Elias Game Plan app, um, an app that you will need to get involved with for your NFL, uh, even your NBA and your MLB stuff as well. They are the official statisticians of US Pro Sports Leagues. Uh, you full of info and insights provided by, by their renowned research team. Uh, the Elias Game Plan app gives you expert game analysis, um, new features are being released all the time as well. 
loads of stuff on there. Uh, you can elevate your NFL season today. Download the Elias Game Plan app. That is E-L-I-A-S. Uh, special offer from us at the MLB Gambling Podcast is 15% off your annual subscription, uh, but only if you use our promo code SGPN15. You can find the Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store or the Play Store. Use our code SGPN15. And finally, Fubo TV, complete coverage of college and pro football, NFL Red Zone games in 4K, hundreds of channels of sports and entertainment. Uh, no contract, no commitment, cancel at any time. Try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Go to fubotv.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. Okay, locks and dogs. I was struggling to find a dog um, before we were recording. I've kind of picked one out. Although I don't actually have the price with me, but uh, I know it will Do you have be any barrel, bottom of the barrel stuff? Oh, the, yeah, yeah, the bottom drawer. Let's have a look. Um, no, like I say, it's dis- it's it's disappointingly boring because you see your names like uh, Herman Marquez against Logan Webb and Zach Davies against Lance McCullers. You, you, like you say, you want to see, I mean, Lancelin against Bailey Ove. How boring is that? What, what, how much money would I have to pay you to watch that White Sox Twins game? I don't think I would watch that game for less than £380. <laughs> That's my uh, price. That's my I, price. I like, in a way, I like Lynn. Me. I like Lynn, but I'm but, not watching. Like, game. not now. Look, this part of the season again. No. Yeah, Kyle Bradish is going well. I'd be interested to watch him against yeah, Michael Wacker. Yeah. Yeah. That, one, that one's a nice spot. And Hunter Green's the other one that might take your eye. But no, I mean, it was just, like I say, it was a really, really uninspiring bottom draw, no Oh, I, I think it's inspiring for the Tigers. I, I think they're rolling right now. They won three in a row against the White Sox. Joey Wentz has been one of the better pitchers for us. And yeah. that cranky road form, I like the yes. Tigers as my bottom draw pick. That, in fact, I didn't see um, the fact that Joey Wentz is going. I had Granky on the road, which is an instant, hello, let's have a look. What can we yeah. get on here? Yeah. And what you want is a pitcher who's going to make the price for you. You don't want to be taking on Jason DeGrom or someone. Uh, Jacob DeGrom. <laughs> Jacob. J- J- or even Jason, his brother. A really good left-handed pitcher. Um, what, was so, the, yeah. what was the guy? Jason Steele, Luke Steele, Luke Steele, Luke Combs. <laughs> yeah, Jason Donovan. Um, Joey Wentz would be the kind of guy who will make that price. I think. Yeah. Um, a, a poor team and kind of an under the radar name will make you a like price. Awesome! It looks like it's minus one ten both ways. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah, so we get the bottom draw. I mean, yeah, the, there's no. Uh, no such thing as a bad priced winner, even if the matchup isn't as spectacular. So, yeah, I like that. No, well pointed out. Well remembered as well, because I was going to gloss over. I was going to gloss over the bottom draw. Uh, okay, lock and dog me. What you got? So, for my lock, we're going to go with the – I mean, this is a one-and-a-half-unit money line play. When it comes out on the run line, I'm also going to be on it, and that's probably going to be plus money. Uh, give me the Philadelphia Phillies here against the Cubs on the road. Uh, you have road form Marcus Stroman, who's one of our favorite fades, or you got home form Marcus Stroman, who's one of our favorite fades this year, and Zach Wheeler. On the year, he's got a 298 ERA, and his last seven starts, he's going really well as well with a 320 ERA. Philly needs this game against Stroman at home to keep their one-and-a-half game lead over the Brewers in the NL wildcard race. The the this lineup has to be hungry after just kind of a, a last. I mean, they, they've been slumping over the last 10 games. They've allowed the Brewers to sneak right back into this picture. I like the Phillies that just have one good day here. 
on the road in Chicago. And for my dog, we're going to go with the, um, actually, shit, that was my dog. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was, was your that dog. Was I the, thought it that was. was. The, that one's the run line. That's my dog. The, my lock is the over seven in Miami and the Mets. Just okay. Lopez has had so many rough starts against the Mets this year. And Carrasco has been hot and cold during the month of September and late August as well. I think the Mets lineup is going to be good enough to put up at least four or five easy on Lopez and then also get into this Marlins bullpen who has been just getting slaughtered late in the season. And Miami against Carrasco, just give me two, and I think we're good. Just give me two runs. Hmm. Um, my dog, I will – it's double dog. I've got the exact same pick as you. Uh, the Phillies are minus 165 to win the game, so there will be plus money um, to – win to cover the spread here like you see it's it's um a misfiring uh chicago cubs team and it's marcus stroman at home and phillies won something so that all stacks up uh, to the phillies getting the job done my luck uh, i covered quite a lot of sort of short price of good pitches here i had tyler anderson i had um carlos carrasco but i'm going to take um shane bieber and the cleveland guardians minus 145 um, it's a really nice price here. Um, just, again, ticking boxes all over the place. Don't trust Corey Kluber. Bit of a party, at, a party atmosphere for Cleveland as well, coming home. Uh, they've had a day off today so they can clear their heads from the beer that they drank on Sunday and get straight back at it. And like I say, there's champagne. a scrappy bunch. Oh, was it champagne? Was it fancy? Probably. Yeah. Um, they don't look like the kind of team who are going to take the foot off the gas because I don't think that would do them any good. I think they need to keep in the good habits that they've been in. Um, and that is the, the sort of thing that's got them as far um, as they've come this season. So, yeah, give me Cleveland as my look at minus 145, Noah. And that is it. We have done it. Well done. I enjoyed that. Thank you, mate. Yeah, it was fun. Um, honestly, just uh, the normal Monday shout out. It's the last episode of the Dana White's Contender Series for those MMA guys. And Daniel had a 5-0 and record in week eight uh week nine he went three and two the only losses were dogs the guy that headlines the card on tuesday night is bo nickel and he was one of the greatest wrestlers in college over there at penn state uh very interesting if you have espn plus just put it on for five minutes as this guy is just should just pick apart his opponent. He's minus 1,800. It's going to be an entertaining watch for me, it's sure, because I, I, I like uh, this kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, it's going to be – I think the, the pitching on some of these matchups isn't as stellar, but definitely the Dodgers-Padgers game I'm very interested in. And, honestly, Cardinals-Milwaukee, it's going to be a fun game. Those are my two games that I'm going to watch tomorrow. Yeah, I feel like this week I've just kind of gone into first gear for the playoffs. It's almost like it's the first time really I've looked, I've glanced ahead, looked ahead to the playoffs starting um, because that's going to come round and hit us in the eye yeah. uh, in we, no time at we've all. Got so. a, we've got to build a graphic to announce like our competitors in this like draft. We'll, we'll turn this thing into like a big contest. Well, yeah, it's going to be us four, and then we're hoping that Scott Reichel jumps on, and we're still in the process of securing our guests for that episode. It's going to be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait. Um, yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for joining. Anyone who joined us live, etc. Um, Good luck with all your MLB bets and anything else you've got going on. We'll be back uh, tomorrow in some incarnation or other. Until then... 
we will see you down the road. Cheers.